Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. You are listening to this is Cruise Radio Rewind. Real reviews from real cruisers. Thanks for checking out this week's episode of Cruise Radio Rewind. My name is Doug Parker. All the feedback we had on the last show of 2020, thank you so much for your emails and messages on social media. Very, very kind of you. So I'm out here in Salt Lake City, Utah, skiing for the weekend, and someone did say, hey, do we not have news this week? So we're going to link up with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com to get you all caught up on the news. Happy New Year, Sherry. This first story we talked about last week, and it looks like a cruise ship is saved or has been saved from going to the scrapyard for now. Yeah, so last week we mentioned that both Empress of the Seas and Majesty of the Seas, they were sold and headed to the scrapyard in India. But today we're happy to say that Empress of the Seas won't be broken apart The ship was purchased by, uh, it's called Cordelia Cruises. It's a new Indian cruise company, and they plan to turn the 2,000-passenger Empress to be the flagship for their new luxury cruise line, um, which will target um, the Indian cruise market. So there's there's so much to see and do over there. So that's their goal. And the new cruise line, it was said they're looking for a second ship. But it isn't revealed if Majesty of the Seas will join Empress. While one ship is being transferred to another cruise line, another is being converted to a floating hotel. Yeah, that seems to be the case. After sitting idle in Cadiz, Spain for several months, last October, Carnival Fascination was sold to Century Harmony Cruise Limited. And the Fascination's name was changed to Century Harmony. After the name change, cruise staffing companies were posting jobs online for cooks and crew. Apparently, Century Harmony is now being prepped to become, like you mentioned, a floating hotel somewhere in Asia. This isn't something unique for these older ships to become hotels. Uh, Queen Elizabeth II is a floating hotel in Dubai. Of course, there's Queen Mary, which is a hotel dockside in Long Beach, California. And Holland America's Rotterdam is in the Netherlands. Need to get you a cough button for when you're trying to clear your throat on the air. You know, I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Vikings latest expedition ship was floated out late last week. Why is this ship such a big deal? Yeah, so this is Vikings first of two twin 368 passenger expedition ships. And the first ship had its ceremonial float out in Finland last week. It's called Viking Octantis, and it's scheduled to enter service in spring of 2022 And this is why it's unique. The new ship will cruise both Antarctica and the Great Lakes. So aside from this Polar Class 6 ship cutting through the ice in the Antarctic, this will be the first luxury ship to cruise the Great Lakes and the St. Lawrence River. The ship will depart from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Toronto, Canada, and of course, New York City. And both ships, when the second one joins the first, will feature state-of-the-art amenities. There's going to be a facility, uh, and this is also an industry, cruise industry first. It's called the Hangar. And what it is, it's an enclosed marina inside the ship. 
built to launch small excursion boats, sort of like Zodiacs. And the, the advantage is it allows passengers to board the watercraft while sheltered indoors rather than standing around outside in the Antarctic. And the second ship that I mentioned is going to be named Polaris, and it's scheduled to debut in 2023. That is really cool. I, I like that shelter they're going to have on there, too, because it's, uh, yeah, I'm sure it gets pretty chilly down there. Yeah, it's a great idea. And from the, the, um, the artist renderings that were available to look at, it's pretty neat. So we're going to see a lot of new cruise piers at Port Miami. As we close out 2020, can you give us a rundown of what we're going to see popping up in the coming years? Yeah, so this is according to an article in Maritime Executive. A $300 million worth of contracts were awarded by Miami's county commissioners to build a new cruise terminal, upgrade another terminal, and finally improve some of the port infrastructure. Three cruise lines, Virgin Voyages, Carnival, and Norwegian, all have approved contracts to build new terminals or upgrade their existing ones. But because of the ongoing cruise shutdown that began last March, all three cruise line terminal designs have either been scaled down or slightly modified due to budget adjustments. And MSC had announced plans to build a mega terminal. We talked about this. Um, so that could handle two of their largest ships at one time. However, the project is still pending county approval, and it's been suggested that MSC should scale back their design, and then Disney Cruise Line would share the space. Moving into 2021, that might not be a bad idea, uh, sharing a terminal, bunking up together. I mean, yeah, there could be a conflict, like if you put a Carnival and a Cunard ship together. But I think Disney, MSC, both have a class of their own. Yeah, and, and then with the new Disney Wish coming out, um, it's supposed to spend half the season homeported at Port Miami and the other half up in Port Canaveral. So, you know, it's another idea if they shared the space. Listener question comes from Missy in Wichita, Kansas. Love that place. Been through there a couple of times on my road trip. We have 20 of us booked on Carnival Dream out of Galveston. This is a cruise we gave our kids in Christmas of 2019. Nine adults, 11 kids, and eight first-time cruisers. My question is, would you reschedule for July of 21 or wait until July of 22? I really don't want the first-time cruisers to be disappointed. Well, Missy, this is, you know, that's a really generous, wonderful, fabulous family vacation right? that you have planned. But I'm going to be blunt and suggest that you postpone your group until July of 2022. And my reasons are, even if there are cruise departures by this coming summer in 21, you know, we don't know if the onboard experience will, how, you know, how, how, odd it's going to be. Um, and if you, you said you have experienced cruisers in your group, they may not be happy with the way things will have to be run. And plus, you know, who knows if there will even be any port visits that aren't a private island experience. You know, that's another thing to think about. So I, I don't know. I would say to avoid possible disappointment from your experienced cruisers in the family or to give a tailored cruise experience for your, you know, to your first timers, I would wait until 2022. Hopefully things are settled or more settled down by then and everybody can have a good time. And it could be something that 
is familiar to a lot of us. Been talking with Sherry Laskin from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you so much, Sherry. Thanks, Doug. During these difficult times for the travel industry, Cruise Radio stands behind the men and women who work so hard to bring our vacation dreams to life. From the captains and crew to travel agents, tour operators, vendors, and port employees, we offer a sincere thank you on behalf of the thousands of guests whose lives you impact each and every day. 